If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Right here on Real Talk Radio 93.3 and War Chant TV. How you doing? It's great to be with you on a Balls Wednesday. I'm Jeff. That is Director Matthew in the producer's chair. Actually, he's on the, the ones and twos. He's doing it all. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. And uh, we appreciate you being with us. I haven't said this in a while. I probably should. Uh, and that is, if, you, uh, if you're if you watching us on YouTube TV, thank you, first of all. Please do us a, a favor. It's War Chant uh, YouTube TV. And, and, and hit the like and the thumbs up and the subscribe to War Chant Television. Likes on the videos that uh, we do while we film this show, if you will. Help spread the word to other Seminole fans looking for quality content, and subscribing to WarChant TV is completely free. So if you hit the bell after you subscribe, you'll be notified anytime we go live. So that's uh, and we do appreciate it. it. It helps us keep track and also gives us information about what we're going to need uh, to do and, and concentrate on uh, moving forward. So you know, all of that, it's good and it's good to be here. You know, it's funny. I, I've discovered something now. We're only three games into the season all of which are obviously losses. Mm. Mm. 
I don't hurt your feelings. Just to say that out loud. Every time I say it out loud, I'm like, yeah, that's right. We haven't won a game. Anyhow, uh, so so the point would be we're, we're just three games into the college football season, and uh, there's been a confluence of events, as I'm fond of referencing these last few days, at least in my world. And that is that uh, I, I've had a lot of people reach out to me, uh, but it's all centered around the same reason, and that is the incessant losing that Florida State does. Uh, so, but that don't worry, that's not going to be the central theme of the show today necessarily, or the focus per se. But uh, I'll tell you about this because I think it's interesting, and maybe it'll help us all. Let's gather around together and have a two-hour conversation, shall we? Let's just do that together. Let's just have a little talk. Um, so I think that uh, what what is on a lot of people's mind is, is okay, 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 all right, all right. We, I, I've accepted that we're here, begrudgingly accepted that we are here. I'm... No longer in denial. People are slowly coming out of that, not just phase of denial and frustration, but also sort of they're coming down from that intense burning anger. You know, and I have long said on the Jeff Cameron show that it's one thing to pontificate about a season to be and to note that this is a game I think we will win, and this is a game that I think we will lose, and this is a game that is a bad matchup for us. This is a game that we should prob- probably win based on this, 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 and whatever component you want to look at. We all do this as football fans. So it's not unique to Florida State fans, but we all do this as football fans with our teams, whatever they, whomever they may be. In our case, central theme here, obviously, a lot of people, uh, Florida State graduates, Florida State fans, Florida State supporters in some capacity. But because we all do it, we know what it means, uh, and, and, and we, know what it, we know how exciting it is to do that. Like, it, it builds up, right? So even, appreciate you in the wind, even if you... Uh, yeah, let's say you say six and six, like we did this year. I'll just use this year as an example. Or where I, I thought six and six, ball bounces right, maybe, maybe, maybe seven and five if everything goes right. If um, you know you get a little turnover luck and you can stay injury free, which rarely happens. It's football. Lord knows around these parts, it never happens. You get two games in and half your offensive line, which sucks anyhow, is immediately hurt. So. I mean, thanks for that, everybody. I don't know who everybody is, but damn it, I'm tired of them. So, you know, okay, okay. Let's get back down here where I was. All right, sorry. Got a little sidetracked. But if everything went, if everything went right, I thought seven and five, okay? Well, obviously things haven't gone right. <laughs> things have gone disastrously. Things could not have gone worse for Florida State. And even if you have lowered the bar to a 500 preseason prognostication, a 500 preseason prognostication, when the losses occur and when you watch them, 
They happen for a reason. It's no longer this nebulous, you know, concept of losing in week six. Six. It's, no, we just lost. We just lost. I watched it. I saw it happen. And I saw that dude miss that block. And I saw this kid drop that pass. And I saw that guy, you know, whatever it might be. And it affects you. It creates an emotion. (laughs) To say the least, it creates an emotion. (laughs) So, So all of a sudden, whatever firm grasp on the season you thought you had, whatever belief you had before the season that this team was this and not that or this and that, whatever it might be, it's now this is the reality. You're being hit in the face with actions, things that occur, and it affects you emotionally. And so anyhow, my point would be we are now at a place where, uh, again, you have to you, you almost start fresh with those emotions, even if you had predicted a poor season, even if you thought Florida State was going to go 4-8. and eight. And I know plenty of people did think that Florida State would go 4-8, and eight, that it wasn't, the roster wasn't real good. Uh, they, you know, they predicted probably that you know, we couldn't win the line of scrimmage. That's a fair prediction, by the way, these days. Pretty much year in and year out, you can pretty much go into the season guessing that you're not going to win the line of scrimmage, at least not offensively. You're not going to be able to control the line of scrimmage. So even if you said, oh, I'll go four and eight, you know, I don't think they're that good. I think they've got a long way to go. They still got roster flipping to do and all that. You're still angry because you didn't think you'd lose to FCS foe Jacksonville State. You're still angry because of um, the the precipitous drop-off from the Notre Dame game to where we are these last two weeks. So... You, you, you're, you're humbled, you're frustrated, and there's a whole lot of here we go again. And that has, I think, elicited these, these phone calls of which I reference and these emails that we're getting and these, uh, you know, just uh, these random encounters. And I'm, by encounters, I don't mean anything threatening. I mean, I, I, I run into people. I live here in Tallahassee. I love my community. So I'm out and about all the time. And I run into people. And quite naturally, given what my profession is, people will say, hey, look, I know you have to talk about this a lot. I just want to come over and, and say, I, I really feel bad for you guys. I, I'm sorry that you guys have to, to do this. I, I, I'm sorry you got to deal with this. I get a lot of that these days. It's crazy. The emails are that way. The phone calls from Long-lost friends and people that either went to Florida State with me or people that worked there that I've known over the years or people that are somehow associated with the program and care deeply about Florida State, whatever it might be, they're all reaching out. They're all like, hey, hey, Jeff, hey, listen, I know you're busy. I mean, I got a text every day, every morning. There's somebody just like, hey, listen, man, I was on my way to work. I live here in Tacoma now, and I I just thought of you. I was like, damn, that poor son of a bitch, Jeff Cameron, and those guys got to deal with this every day. And I thought that was funny. A, that's awfully nice of people. That's awfully kind. I appreciate uh, the concern <laughs> for, for my well-being. That also tells you how bad they've been for a while because it's gone from, Jeff, what the bleep, yeah. to, I'm, 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 sorry. So sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be what's going on. What can you tell me that you can't say on the show? I, got, I used to get a lot of that. I always love the somebody come up to you like, now listen, they look around like we're about to do a transaction, like a drug deal. You know, it'd be like, hey, man, listen, uh, listen, it, it, no, I don't think it's, no, okay, listen, so you can tell me. I mean, you can tell me, right? I mean, what's really going on over there? 
I mean, Jesus, look at this. Look at this dumpster fire. Now, I know you can't say it on the air. I mean, you got to build relationships with people, Jeff. You know, I understand. But you, I mean, you can tell me. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not, you know, just, just let me know what's really, I mean, are they all, are all the coaches and administrators at Florida State maybe on drugs? Is everybody on drugs? I mean, you don't have to say which ones. Does the offensive line coach actually come to practice? I mean, yeah. Are, so I know you've been talking about practice. You reported from practice. But are, are they really practicing? I mean, I come on. You listen. I get it. They're trying to save money. They may not be out there practicing. You have to. You know, you're part of. You, you love the university. You. So. What was funny is. I started kind of taking inventory of that and thinking to myself, huh, so the overriding sentiment is no longer rage, but concern for those around the program, those who are what? <laughs> so I thought, man, we are, we're, this is just sorrow has set in on everybody, just like, oh, anybody associated with this anywhere. Sky Ninja, I'll get to you. Thanks for uh, contributing. But I, I, it was, it was funny. I thought, okay, well, maybe we should address this. And here's the thing. Uh, a, we're, you know, we're grownups, guys, and professionals. It's okay. It's all right. I mean, I, I, can, I can deal with this. I can watch this. I don't like it. Nobody, if you love Florida State, you don't like this. It's not ideal. I mean, we're at a place now where we're so bad that I get, I get emails, calls, texts, Soon I'm going to get handwritten letters because it's more personal from from our rivals. They're like, hey Jeff, this is Jerry down in Miami. You you've never met me, but I've I've listened for years from afar, and I hate Florida State, and I'm a huge cane. And I started listening to you because you really pissed me off about 17 years ago when you spent an hour peeing on the face of Miami fans everywhere and ripping us. Uh, like we were second-class citizens, and, and you know, you, you were relentless in your effort to besmirch my beloved Canes. But the more I listened, and originally, again, I, I hated you, and I hate-listened to you, but over the years, I got to appreciate your personality somewhat, and I thought you were kind of funny, and, you know, you brought a lot of energy. I could tell you were passionate, so, all right, guy can't be that bad. Then I heard you got married, and you had kids. So, anyhow, this is my first letter to you, and I just wanted to say, even though I hate Florida State, and I'm lukewarm on you too, Jeff. I'm so sorry you got to cover this team. I'm so, I mean, Jesus, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so here's the thing. What happens in where I'm at, and I think perhaps the best way for us to collectively go through the process of getting through this season dealing with this absolute soul-crushing week-to-week endeavor to win a football game, all of that, right, is to, to take the 20,000-mile view, right, to, to, co- to back up a little bit and, and do this. And I was reminded of it today while I was contemplating all of those well wishes from uh, dear friends and strangers alike. Anybody that is in, loosely associated with uh, somebody I know or has my number or email or whatever it might be, thank you, all of you. But my man, Mark Ziegler, who's a professor over at Florida State and a friend of mine, 
sent out a tweet to me earlier today, where I, I guess just it was an observation he made, in which he talked about he always looks forward to the first day of fresh air in the fall. And he talked about that being a day where you feel alive, and he said he enjoys it because his friend, and he, he added me, um, loves it more than anything. Bring on the football wins. I always call them football wins. And we're going to get some this weekend, everybody. We're going to get some football wins. That's something right there, baby. we got a little football wins coming to town. May not be a win on the field, but we got some football wins happening. And he wrote, uh, bring on the football wins this year. We'll just call it wins. And, and that made me laugh, and I appreciated Mark. And thanks for thinking of everybody. And, and, but but, but it, to the point, to the point, um, here's, here's the deal. You know, how do you cover it? That's a question. How do you handle it has been a question. There has been the sentiment of uh, feeling bad for uh, whether it's me or Ira or Corey or whomever you want to, you know, Chris or Brennan or wh- whoever, whoever you want to name, anybody that covers the team. Uh, Bud, Ingram, we can name everybody that covers the team. We can keep going. Well, I think it's because at the end of the day, um, you you love college football, and you certainly were here if you're fortunate enough. Now, I will tell you it helps to be my age and not be 18 and not be 21 or 23 and, and deal with this because almost by definition, because you, you don't have the perspective of having lived an extra 25 years, let's say, um, then you, you don't have a lot to compare and contrast just because you haven't lived long enough to compare and contrast. It's not your fault. Time will do this for you. It's a gift in that way. But, uh, you know, at 20, if we were to have gone through this, so just so you know, you know, 91, 92, I was 20. If we had been going through this instead of steady beating people's asses every week by 100, it would have been very difficult. I, 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 I readily admit that would have been a very difficult time for me because even losing a game here and there in miraculous fashion to teams that had, you know, like Miami, pro players at every position, I would be incensed that we couldn't get it done for days on end. Days on end. Uh, <laughs> now now it's a little bit easier because 93 happened. 99 happened. A whole bunch of good in between those years, too. And obviously 2013 happened. And I figure here's the deal, man. If you're going to get to revel in that, if you're going to be either a student or a member of the media or a fan or anybody associated with the program, if you're going to rattle off that kind of domination season in and season out and be justly rewarded with national championship games, victories, appearances, opportunities, I got to travel the whole country because of this program. I got to see and meet people Fellow passionate college football loving fanat- fools, fanatics, just people like us, people who love the game, the greater picture, the bigger picture. And I would meet these people at a bar in the hotel lobby in Tempe, Arizona, Los Angeles, California, New Orleans, Louisiana, you name it, wherever, right? Miami, Orlando, forget about it. You meet these people everywhere. And a lot of the time I would talk to them and they, they didn't. 
they weren't a Florida State fan. They didn't go to Florida State. They were just, who met, oh, well, I went to name your school. And invariably, their resume, almost without exception for the better part of my career in this field anyhow, their resume of season seen and fandoms fanned and all of that, right, did not match up. They were like, yeah, well, we, we went through that five-year stretch where we couldn't win six games. Boy, you guys have really had a run. And I would always think, man, in my head, that's kind of, how do you do it? Well, this is how. We're doing it. We're doing it together. Now. That's what we're doing. We're doing this together now. We don't have a choice. They're not going to be good anytime soon. I don't say that to be mean or overly judgmental or depressing or even even just, uh, you know, jaded. No, no, no. None of that. I say it because that's the reality. They're not going to be good as soon as we'd like them to be. This process, the things happen for, you know, things happen on a field that elicit emotion, all that, that's just going to keep happening. But the idea that you can snap your fingers and we're going to be out of this fog, this terrible, terrible, toxic fog, <laughs> it's just not reality. So now... You kind of you hunker down a little bit here. And you set your sights on a few other things. And I'll get to what those things are in a moment. Because it's actually a different way to continue to watch the games and enjoy them, in my opinion. And wouldn't we like to enjoy not just the entirety of college football, which is all you really have right now, is to look elsewhere for good football. But also, wouldn't you like to enjoy Florida State football again? Yeah, well, me too. Kind of got to change the way we look at this for now. With the goal being to get back to where Florida State should rightfully be. I agree. But in the interim, knowing that it's not going to happen overnight. How do we watch these games? We'll talk about it next. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Yeah, I could take a hint from you. I could take a little hint from you. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3. Real Talk Radio. There it is. <laughs> Uh, War Chant TV. I was talking about a little bit of perspective and uh, where we're at, how much frustration we feel, and how to watch Florida State this weekend. Other than the, hey, it'll be really easy, I think, uh, outside of maybe the football itself, uh, it will be really easy to watch Florida State this weekend because you're going to be in a uh, in the midst of uh, of good weather. First, first good weather game of the year. First real, like, okay, all right, I can do this, we'll be all right. And, quite frankly, that's nothing to take for granted. Nothing to take for granted in the, it, being with friends, 
being with uh, family, being with uh, uh, fellow Knowles and uh, people you love, uh, out, outside tailgating, hanging out, heading into the stadium if that's what you choose to do, wherever. Maybe you're watching on the deck at your house. I, I got it. Either way, all good. Uh, and that is, it, it is something to be appreciated, probably even more so as we take inventory and take stock. Um, you know, I, so what I would tell you is this, and you guys who've been listening know, and, and it came to, to mind again today for a pretty good reason. I, I interviewed a guy named Sean Callahan. Uh, Matthew was producing this, uh, for the college sports book show that I do online. And we preview games, and it has a it has a betting angle. But it, it, one of the one of the things that I like about doing that show, and I, I mentioned the aforementioned perspective uh, that you, you you try to live in, you try to live in that world while your team is is down in the dumps like this, and it's just terrible, just terrible. I mean, they're they're all, an awful football team uh, up to this point. They've been a poorly coached football team. Uh, there's no getting around that. Um, so there's no. Nobody is living in denial here, man. This is a bad team. This is a program that has been bad for uh, well, dating back to about 2017, right? So it's been it's been bad. And so, you know, that's where we're at. We're just, that's the reality. Got to accept it and kind of deal with it. And dealing with it, uh, I went back and, and again, thought about uh, those people that I would run into during the glory days, which lasted seemingly forever for a lot of us, um, and, 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 the, and the stuff they would suggest, the things that they went through watching their programs, and in some cases are still going through. One of those programs is Nebraska, and I bring them up a lot, partly because they've, they've been what we're trying to avoid. They have largely been what Florida State fears it could become, right? This once almighty dominant program that was a yearly fixture atop the rankings and that year in and year out in preseason preview after preseason preview uh, included their names, like Florida State's, as a team to look for when you're predicting national championships, games, Winners, you name it. And then they weren't. Then they weren't. Uh, they took a left turn, and they have been lost in the desert ever since. Can't get back on that highway, baby. Still searching. It's a silver alert for Nebraska. Where are they? Silver alert. So we're worried as, as fans because we've seen other programs. I mean, Miami hasn't done anything forever. They're never back. That's the annual joke. It's a national annual joke. Miami back this year, that's become the meme, but not just for Florida State fans to make fun of Miami fans, but for, like, the country to go, ah, I guess Miami's not back again. Ah, what are you going to do? They're still not back. <laughs> and guess what? They're not back again this year. They got a narrow win over App State and two resounding losses. Get ready. Some more losses on the way. Probably not to us, though. Schadenfreude, that's what you got. So, so you just, you're kind of like, okay, well, God, we, we don't want to do that. And we ought not do that. There, there's a way forward here. How, how, do we, how do we find our way? How, what's, up, what's the path forward? Well, those are two different conversations. There is what the administration 
has to think about. There's the dollars and cents. There is the continuity issue that we talk about. There is all, but in terms of the team, and you know, I know coaches have to say what they have to say in these press conferences when they're being pressed for answers about why the team looks to be in shambles, why there doesn't seem to be a, a, a cohesive plan, uh, a cogent week to week sort of togetherness that uh, makes some sense. And and that is now what you're going to look for here. That that's where I would start. Between now and the end of the season, because they're not going to win a lot of games. I don't know how many they're going to win, but ain't many. All right? So you now have to find something each week. You have to see evidence of traction. Evidence that something is happening positive. So let me go back. I talked to Sean Callahan from HuskerOnline.com to preview their game against Michigan State. That's a fun game, 7 o'clock in East Lansing. Uh, Michigan State's favorite. Uh, and, and, and Michigan State has been a real good story. An amazing story, uh, and there and and teams like Michigan State, I might add, leave us thinking. Well, I mean, it's possible they're doing it other places. They're finding ways elsewhere. Can't we do that? Well, to some extent, yeah. They brought in four. Mel Tucker brought in forty new players. Forty, twenty-one of which were transfers. So that was the path Michigan State took. It's out there. It doesn't necessarily mean it'll work here, but that's that's what he did. And they run the ball down your throat and play very physical. So as we were previewing that game, me and Sean Callahan, I uh, was asking him about the last 20 years out in the wilderness for Nebraska. And I said, you know, there, I have an observation Um the nation watched Scott Frost and Nebraska in week zero get beat by Illinois. And we all kind of collectively, as college football fans, said, good God, man, they still suck. What are we doing, Scott? I mean, that is, you're in danger of losing your dream job. You are a Cornhusker. There could be no higher calling for you than to go back and coach where you played your alma mater, Nebraska, and what what are we we're in year four? What are you doing? This is you're gonna lose your job. And whether you care about them or not, you're just thinking, man, this is almost uncomfortable. This is a car wreck to watch. And 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 Sean said, no, they're they're not getting rid of him. They're done doing this. They're they're done doing that. They're just gonna stay with him. I mean, he's either gonna win or he's not, but we're sticking with him for the foreseeable future. I was like, okay. Well, Something quietly happened. They played two bums, and they blew them out by a combined score of 80 to 10. Now, listen, before you scoff and say, well, Jeff, it was Buffalo and whomever, uh, you know, so what? Well, yeah, we lost to Jacksonville State. It's little things. (laughs) Like, it'd be nice to beat a sorry-ass team again. Just give me any team to beat, somebody to beat. Like, can we start there? Can we check the box of we can beat an FCS school? As pathetic as that sounds, that's kind of like, okay, there's a little thing there. We can, we, we can do that. All right, we can do that. All right. It's not to be all end all, but I'll, I'll start there again. And then I watched, obviously, very closely, the Oklahoma-Nebraska game. And in watching that game, a couple things stand out. I've said this for two weeks now. Oklahoma's not nearly as good as we thought they were going to be in the preseason. Spencer Rattler is not very good. That's a, an aside. Okay? But Nebraska played with conviction. They played really hard. Now, remember, they just lost to Illinois a few weeks back. Here we go again syndrome, right? And yet, that game was a team that stepped onto the field against 
a really good, in terms of talent, in terms of recruiting talent, all-in-all athleticism, uh, Oklahoma team, right? They don't seem to have it put together just yet right now, but just player for player, way better than Nebraska. And yet Nebraska played like they thought they were going to win the game. Played like they weren't 20-plus point underdogs. Played like a team that thought, no, we're, going, we're, we're here to win the game. And I thought, what? I don't know how Nebraska fans feel, and I know nobody's, nobody's you know, as a player or a coach, you're not about moral victories, but as an observer from afar, they got something going there. They, they, there's, there's belief in the locker room for no good reason, which means there's buying, which means there's hard work being done, which means steps are being taken to improve, which means somehow confidence is, is growing amidst the losses. And the quote was, I want kids to go into the game. This is what Scott Frost said after that game. I want kids to go into the game expecting to win. Today, I think they did that. When is that moment going to happen for Florida State post-Notre Dame? Because they stepped on the field that night thinking they were going to win. Florida State stepped on the field believing they were going to win against Notre Dame, and they played in a way that suggests as much, right? Even when they got way down. The fight was still there, the effort to execute, concentration, play to play. It was all it was there. They lost that game. It's frustrating. They've incurred some injuries since then, uh, with a unit up front that really can't afford to be injured and isn't very good. So physically they're gonna continue to have problems. That will lead to more losses. But can I see some sort of overwhelming evidence that traction, that there is traction? that there is something that they're falling back into and believing week to week, even amidst the losses. These are the little things, the little nuggets, the morsels, the data points of evidence that you have to look for that we all are going to be looking for. It's vitally important that as this season goes on and the frustration mounts with every passing loss, that you see some nugget of evidence of truth that this team is resilient isn't going to quit, does buy in, is continuing to work hard, plays like it believes it can win. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Like and subscribe on War Chant TV. Really quick, an opportunity for me to tell you about uh, something cool, at least for you to possibly win. So I want you to win. I want you to have a chance to win, anyhow. So let's let's do this. Tallahassee Knowles, take note. This one's for you. Announcing the Bud Light Sideline Experience Contest. If you're a Nolan Tallahassee, text Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. That's Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. I don't know if you can whistle, Matthew, but you're going to need to because I'm about to cough before I finish this read. Anyway, so the Lightning are... uh... Well done. You pulled it off in a pinch. 
Yeah, the Lightning are two-time reigning Stanley Cup champions. What's the rest of your sentence? If you're the lucky winner, you score two sideline passes, hospitality passes, and fan gear for the FSU and Miami game on November the 13th, if both programs still exist. Must be 21 years of age or older to enter. Please enjoy responsibly. A message from local Anheuser-Busch beverage distributor Tri-Eagle Sales. Again, because I was in the midst of a cough, Bud Light fan is the word you're going to text, and you're going to text it to 31996. That's where the hell we're at. (laughs) Uh, So, during the break, Matthew said, okay, man, I I hear you, but what are they going to say? What can they do? What is this thing we're looking for? What is it? Well, I, I go back to having a game plan that would be centered around the few decent players you do have. Like what you what what does Florida State have right now on offense? Not much. They've got a uh, poor is an understatement, but I'll just say poor. Or if you'd like, ass sorry, offensive line. The tight end room is garbage. Uh, receivers who can't get separation are frequently just not open. Period. And uh, you know we'll see. It's not much there, right? What you do have, relatively speaking, and this is not uh, juxtaposed to say what Bama has, <laughs> of course, but in your own room, what you have is Treshawn Ward, nice player, good player, period. And you have Jason Corbin, who I think is uh, a pretty good player. A pretty good player. That's about it. That's about all you got on offense. I think Malik McClain will be a good player. But he's a freshman, and freshman receivers, generally speaking, that's it, uh, it takes it takes time. Okay, not real good at quarterback, might be an understatement. Not real healthy at quarterback either. And week to week, you don't know which ones are going to practice. So it's it's pretty damn devastating. Okay. So what I would tell you is you got you got two backs that are oh, pretty decent. All right. So center the game plan, no matter how hopeless you may think it to be, around those two and stick with it. And build on it. And build on it. Now, you're going to lose a lot of games anyhow, okay? But you got to you got to build something around what measure of talent, however sparse it may be, that you do have. And I use this analogy, okay? If, you know, g- golf is a complicated game, right? It's the Ryder Cup this week. I'm excited. My boy Tom Lang is there flying out to Wisconsin right now. But, and I'll be talking about it tonight on Beyond the Tips on uh, SiriusXM. If you want to take a break from football, you can listen to me and the head golf coach at Florida State University, Trey Jones, talk about the Ryder Cup, of which there are two knolls on the Ryder Cup. Just an aside, that's really cool. So, golf's complicated again. There are a lot of elements to golf, right? So, chipping, putting, obviously, you know, iron play from different distances, driver, you name it. A lot of things. There's the mental aspect, all of it. All right, so... Let's just say you're not a good golfer. I'm not a good golfer relative to to a pro golfer. I'm a terrible golfer. Not even really that good of a weekend golfer, right? So, in order to be much better, there are so many things I would have to do better consistently. But here's what I do know. If every day I decided for two hours, every morning, I was just going to hit my wedges. I was going to hit my wedges till I was blue in the face two hours Every day to start my, my work week. Every day. Well, I may not be able to drive the ball straight at that point. I may not be able to make a putt, read a line. 
I may be terrible with, say, my five iron. You name it. But you know what I would be able to do? Hit a damn wedge. I'd be able to hit a wedge. I guarantee you that. Two hours every day, all day, I'd hit a damn wedge. And then once I could hit a wedge, we'd go to work on something else. Maybe we'd sprinkle a little something in there. Maybe next week, instead of two straight hours of hitting wedges, maybe we'll hit our eight iron. I, I don't Maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe we'll just incorporate that. Next thing you know, I can hit wedges and an eight iron. All right. All right. If it's a wedge or an eight iron, I got it. That's your ass. And then after a little bit of time, I might hit a, a six iron. Ooh, now we can hit wedges, eight iron, and six iron. You get my point. It's not going to work out right away. You're not going to be real good, but you're going to have something that you can call your own that is an identity. And at that point, you're going to rep it until it becomes pretty proficient. Now, again... It's all relative until you can get some people in here to block. You're not going to have overwhelming success. But it's not going to be a haphazard throw it against the wall and just hope like hell every week to run into something. It's going to be a vision. It's going to be a a, a modus operandi, dare I say. So I'd like to see that. I'd like to see evidence of that and then build from there. It's more complicated than that. And there's so many elements of the game that, you know, obviously would guarantee that just doing that doesn't mean you're going to win. But there are wrinkles off of that 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 you would incorporate. I'm not saying that it's – I'm not so naive as to just think, well, you can run the ball every time you have it, and therefore it'll work. No, but you get the drift. You can rep the hell out of the one aspect of this offense that you might have a marginal group of talent to use. And then defensively, obviously, you got to stop asking certain guys to do things they cannot do. Certain corners clearly do not need to be left out on an island. They're going to need a little help over the top. They're going to need a little help over the top. They may need to give all kinds of cushions because they just simply cannot cover in man. And that hurts. That hurts because it means you're going to give up an awful lot, but you're going to make teams earn it, and you're going to say, you know what? You're going to catch it, but we're going to come up and bust that ass. We're going to come up and bust that ass. We're going to hit you now. And God forbid you get behind the chains because we actually have a little bit of a pass rush this year. There's no doubt about that. There are some things on that defense that do work, in particular that defensive line. So it starts with little baby steps. You hope to gain a little bit of traction. You need to see that evidence of something. Here's a path. Here's a path. Jeff Cameron, ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Watch It TV. And you, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out on a Balls McWednesday. 
I, I don't know how much longer this will uh, continue to persist, I suppose, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just say, um, no, Florida State's not going to hire Deion Sanders anytime soon, and they shouldn't. Uh, go, go read about the um, spectacular collapse of Prime Prep Academy, the charter school in Texas. Go, go read about that. Uh, so, Sky Ninja wants to ask as we round out the hour, what's your opinion on Dugans as a wide receiver coach? I love him as a player. Seems like wide receivers aren't developing and scouting was way off on parchment. Yeah, I don't know if that was uh, Dugan's scout, by the way, on parchment. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to swing and miss on transfer portal guys uh, at a pretty high rate, frankly, because there's a reason they're in the transfer portal oftentimes. Uh, they, they thought they needed speed. Uh, they wanted a guy to stretch the field so that they, the elements of uh, Norvell's offense that they, they used to go sideline to sideline and, and, and all the underneath stuff could be uh, a little bit more available if you had a guy that could stretch the field. Uh, but it, it looks like a fail uh, on that one, uh, without question. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, so I don't, I don't hold Dugan's responsible for that. He Parchman was a guy that people from Kansas didn't have nice things to say <laughs> about. And so far, so far we'll see. That's uh, shown to be true. Um, you know, I, I think certainly there's no doubt you can leave no stone unturned when you're trying to get better and there are elements and segments of your team that simply are not. Um, I'm frustrated. I, I, I do know that I am in favor of some continuity here uh, moving forward. And I do also know that it'll be... It'll be very important for Mike Norvell to, to vet, to look in the mirror, to look at himself first and foremost, to see what's not connecting, what, what is the disconnect, if you will, what are the mistakes uh, that he has made. You know, it's one of the hardest things for all of us to do individually is to take a good long look at uh, who and, and what we are, what our actions tell us, uh, reveal us to be. Um, there's some good in there, and we are quick to find those things typically. But there's an awful lot of bad in, in, in all of us. And I'm not talking about criminal bad. I'm just talking about uh, it could be something like, um, I don't know, laziness. It could be something as simple as uh, routinely um, ignoring the opportunity to, uh, to thank people or to, to have gratitude in some way. It could be it, whatever. You could be short temper, lack of patience, you name it, a million different things. And it's hard to assess those those elements of your character and those, those elements of your personality and be really honest with yourself and then go about the process of making significant steps to change that and saying, okay, well, I, I've identified this. Man, I, I'm a little slothful. I'm going to have to get it together here. So what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Well, from here on out, no matter what, unwaveringly, 6 a.m. every morning, I'm doing this. Doesn't always have to be drastic, but... Coaches got to do this all the time. You talk about self scouting. You got to do this. You got to figure it out. Which guys aren't pulling their weight? And this is an off season thing. They're not going to do it now. I mean, week to week, you'd like to think about it, but it'll be interesting to see who's still here after next year. It's Jeff Cameron Show, hour number two, fourth. Come stay with us. 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV.
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. 